Hello, everyone. Welcome um, to a somewhat sleepy episode of uh, Capes and Japes. Briar is sleepy for extremely justified reasons. <laughs> um, I I'm don't just think I fell asleep a single sleepy. time before 11 p.m. <laughs> the past four days. And I still was waking up at like six or earlier. Oh my god. Big, big weekend. Am I, getting, am I getting too old for conventions? <laughs> weigh, weigh in with your thoughts. I, I, would, I would hate to be getting too old for conventions when I haven't been to a convention and like... I don't want to age out of conventions during COVID. Like... Like, I want to have at least one more chance. Although, it was very funny because like the morning of... Like, it was either Saturday or Sunday morning... Everybody in the room just took ibuprofen together. <laughs> we weren't hungover. We weren't drinking. We were just tired and sore. Yeah, exactly. You're just adults at a convention. We're like, all right, bre let's go get hotel breakfast and take some ibuprofen. God, that's that's the mood. <laughs> um. Anyways, today... Um, I believe she came up last week and I was like, we gotta do, we gotta do her at some point. And then, uh, friend of the show, Sam, did suggest that we should do her. So, um, today we're gonna talk about Psylocke, uh, which means mostly talking about Betsy Braddock, but there are some other things we're going to have to touch on. Oh, um, yeah, and if you um if you know if you're listening and you know what Psylocke's deal is, you know the kind of stuff I'm talking about. If you don't know who Psylocke is, or if you're like me and you were reading comics for like years and you were only sort of vaguely aware th that Psylocke existed and her name was Psylocke and she kind of looked like that, um and not the other stuff, and then <laughs> you found it out like a few years ago and you were like she's what um but you're you haven't found that out yet and you're about to find out during this podcast um strap in <laughs> because th this is this is this is a wild one all right click i'm buckled in i'm right, ready for this great. wild ride okay thank you um so betsy braddock is introduced as the twin sister of uh Brian Braddock um who is the original Captain Britain um which is a comic that debuted uh in the 70s by Chris Claremont um who's also very 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 well known for his X-Men work and uh drawn by Herb Trimp. Um and uh Captain Britain um involved a lot of kind of uh Arthurian legend kind of stuff. It was like uh Brian was sought out by uh Merlin and his daughter Roma, and they were like, You need to be Captain Britain and help us uh defend uh like the 
other world which is this sort of magical arthurian realm and there's like stuff like multiverse stuff there are like multiple like captain britons defending like all of these various realms um so it's very uh magic heavy um there's a lot of mystical artifacts uh morgan lefay is there <laughs> you know um so betsy is uh brian's twin sister uh fraternal twins who uh is introduced relatively early on in the captain britain comics as just his uh you know, a civilian. I think she's a pilot, uh, when she first shows up. Um, they, uh, their family is, like, formerly, like, old money, uh, but they've kind of, like, come on hard times somewhat recently. Um, they're, they're an old money, white British family. This is important for later. <laughs> they are white. <laughs> important note. White people. White people. I... Genuinely, this is relevant. Um, so, uh, over the course of the original Captain Britain comics, um, Betsy, uh, finds out that her brother, uh, is a superhero, um, like, she and their older brother, uh, Jamie, get, uh, kidnapped by the Red Skull, and, uh, Brian rescues them, and in the process they find out that Brian is Captain Britain. Um, she also discovers that she has, uh, some psychic abilities, um, which I think initially is, like, uh precognitive like clairvoyance type stuff and then later uh develops into telepathy um and she has these powers because she is a mutant as it turns out um i don't know if that's like established right away or if it's something that like over the course of the series they figure out that she uh is in fact a mutant because it's the easiest explanation for why somebody has powers without, you know, some sort of event happening to them. But, uh, she develops these, uh, psychic powers. She also, um, dyes her hair purple, becomes a model. Um, she has, like, kind of a, uh, kind of a, a cool, edgy vibe for a while. Um, she, uh, joins Strike, which is, uh, the UK version of S.H.I.E.L.D., because all of these organizations need to have, you know, similar themed initialism names. Um, and, uh, for a little while, um, Brian, uh, I... He doesn't, he doesn't die. He, like, either, like, has to, like, go on a mission or he gets, like, you know, teleported to, like, another dimension or something. Um, 
and Betsy takes over uh, as Captain Britain. Um, her uh, boyfriend dies, and she's very traumatized by it. Um, she also uh, gets uh, into a fight with uh, one of Captain Britain's uh, main villains called S- Slaymaster. Slay! <laughs> Which I... <laughs> he's slaying um and he uh gouges her eyes out so not a very good first run as captain britain for our girl um she uh the next time she shows up after this um she has been captured uh by mojo um and taken to the mojo verse which uh we have talked about before because we uh talked about it with shatterstar and it's come up a couple other times but uh mojo and the mojo verse was this like 80s concept uh created by Anne nocenti that was sort of like a commentary on uh you know, media and, like, reality show culture. Um, Mojo is a, uh, evil alien overlord, uh, and the Mojoverse is the dimension that he rules over, where he just basically, like, kidnaps and brainwashes people and, like, does, like, genetic experimentation on them and then puts them in a gladiator pit to kill each other and the whole thing is like you know filmed and broadcast throughout the mojoverse so it's just people fighting for entertainment um so betsy gets uh kidnapped by mojo and his uh henchwoman spiral um they give her new bionic eyes uh and they brainwash her um, and give her the new code name Psylocke. Um, she, uh, is fighting in Mojo World, and she is ultimately rescued, uh, by her brother and also friends of the show, the New Mutants. Um, our good pals, the New Mutants. Our beloved little guys, the New Mutants. This is in one of the New Mutants annuals, I believe. Um, and, uh, once they rescue her, um, and they, you know, break her out of the brainwashing, they take her back to, uh, the ex-mansion to recover, um, and she helps them, um, she helps them when, uh, the mutant massacre the morlock massacre is happening she doesn't help them enough to stop warren from getting his wings stabbed but she does uh like distract Sabretooth and like lead him away from the mansion um and the x-men are uh pretty impressed uh and they invite her to join the team um so she um is on the X-Men for a little bit. Um things are things are kind of uh 
normal for a little while. Um, we love when comics are normal. Yeah, I mean, you know, normal for comics. They, they you know, fight normal X-Men villains. Um, she, at some point, uh, is given an artifact from uh, other world, from this, you know, Arthurian kingdom that Captain Britain defends, um, called the Siege Perilous, which is a magical artifact that will, to my understanding, uh, like, if somebody is hurt or is, like, needs to, uh, get out of a situation, um, you can use the Siege Perilous and it will magically transport you somewhere else and, you know, all of your, like, wounds and stuff will be healed, but you will not remember anything. Um, as I, as I understand it, that's the situation. This was also, like, this came up a bunch in Excalibur, like, the new, uh, like, Excalibur Knights of X stuff, which I was, uh, sorry, this is a tangent. I was reading it because of Richter, um, but it had so much Otherworld stuff in it that I did not understand, and they very frequently brought up the Siege Perilous, and I didn't know what they were talking about at all, and they did not explain it <laughs> in a way that I could understand. Um, so, sorry if any of this, uh, does not make sense. Um, we're, we're about to, we're, we're, <laughs> we're about to get to the big, the, the real, the real weeds, um, <laughs> of, uh, of Psylocke. So, Betsy ends up using the Siege Perilous because, uh, the X-Men are, uh, being attacked in the Savage Land. Um, and she uses it. I, I believe she, like, gets them all to use it, but the rest of them are, are fine. <laughs> Betsy's the one who goes through it. Um, so Betsy ends up, uh, somewhere near China with amnesia and is discovered, uh, by the evil ninja league uh the hand who uh have are like most known for being like enemies of daredevil but they've shown up in a bunch of other stuff you know cuz sometimes you just need a league of evil ninja assassins um so she's she's discovered by the hand um and the hand are like so there's two there's two versions of this um in the original way this plays out um the hand are like oh this woman is uh she has psychic powers um and she's a uh powerful fighter and she apparently has amnesia we can brainwash her and, uh, make her into an assassin for us, the hand. But, um, but we are, we are going 
to do, I guess, plastic surgery on her so that she looks East Asian instead of white so that she can blend in here in China. We're sending her to do assassinations in Hong Kong so that she can blend in in Hong Kong. Um, Wild. Wild. Absolutely wild. Yeah, absolutely completely busted. The second version of this story, um, which is later uh, retconned in, is that um, the uh, hand is uh, led by a uh, a man named Matsuo uh, Surayaba, um, and he has a... uh, a girlfriend who is a uh, woman, <laughs> also a Japanese woman, uh, named Kwanin. Um, and Kwanin worked for a uh, different, like, organized crime group. Um, scandalous. I know, scandalous. They had this, uh, like, Romeo and Juliet... Uh, criminal underworld love uh they ended up um uh matsuo at one point shortly before this thing happens with betsy uh matsuo is sent by the hand to uh kill kwanin's boss um and the two of them uh end up fighting matsuo and kwanin um and uh they don't want to kill each other um and Quanin ends up uh falling off of a cliff uh and injuring herself to the point uh where she is brain dead um you hate to Masu- see it yeah Masuo is able to uh you know basically um you know recover her her body but uh she is brain dead um Quanin also has some like low level psychic abilities like a uh, sort of m- minor telepathy um i think she's also a mutant i uh, b- believe that's kind of retconned in also um but uh so in this version of the story um Matsuo has uh his you know comatose brain dead girlfriend uh that he uh feels very torn up about um and this uh amnesiac woman uh just sort of washes up on the shore uh and he goes okay um I know who this I know that this woman is an X-Man and she has uh telepathic abilities. Um and I think using those telepathic abilities I can uh somehow I can like Freaky Friday. I can Freaky Friday them. I can reawaken uh Quanin's mind and give her Psylocke's body. Um, so in order to do this, he, uh, enlists the help of Spiral, um, 
like Mojo's right hand man who is known for um just doing completely buck wild like plastic surgeries on people. Um I don't know why she's like kicking around or how the two of them know each other. Um but he goes, hey, six-armed blue woman, do you want to help me with this? And she goes, sure. And because she's Spiral and... Uh, she's, she's like, I would love to fuck up Betsy's day. I would love to fuck up Betsy's day. She is also, like, trying to, I think, hopefully get, like, Psylocke back to Mojoverse. So she... Take some extra steps in there, um, and, like, splices their DNA so that they are, like, they have the same genetic code, and they both look kind of like each other, even I though- I don't Quan think and- that's how DNA works. <laughs> no, that's how DNA works. Um, they both look sort of like each other, even though Quanan is still Japanese- and Betsy is still white. Um, and she also, like, she splits Betsy's telepathic powers between the two bodies. And she also messes with their brains so that it's like, they both sort of have some memories of the other one. I don't really understand what her motivations were. She's just having fun. She's just, honestly, Spiral is the kind of antagonist, I think, who just sort of wants to cause problems on purpose. Um, And she is succeeding. Um, So they, so they, okay. So they do this. And then Matsuo is like, actually... I kind of care more about the one that looks like my girlfriend instead of the one that I put my girlfriend's brain in. So I'm going to leave Quanin now in Betsy's body with her old boss, and I'm going to help Betsy now in Quanin's body um, to recover and uh, teach her martial arts and stuff. Um, fucked up. It, yeah, fucked up in a lot of ways. Um, so, uh, Betsy, for a, uh, while, is running around brainwashed, uh, amnesiac with this new, like, hand assassin ninja training, um, going by the name, uh, Lady Mandarin. Wild on a lot of levels there. That's. I, I, um, I, I don't, I, yeah, yeah, do, yeah, no, I know, I know. Do they just think Um, that all of East Asia is one thing? It kind of seems like it. Um, so she, uh, also during this, she, uh, gets one of her more kind of iconic, powers as Psylocke, which is she is able to, uh, focus her ability into a psychic knife that does psychic damage. Um, 
but she uh, ends up being discovered uh, by the X-Men, who are able to uh, restore her memories and remind On her- On account of, of uh, all the telepaths. <laughs> all the telepaths that are there. Um, they are uh, able to remind her of who she is. Um, but they are not able to get her her body back. And in fact, she will not get her body back until 2018. Hey. It's a full 30 years. X-Men. Um, was this some sort of weird, misguided attempt at diversity? Like the worst, like the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst possible way you could have done it. Like the worst, like you have, we we need more diversity in comics. And then a finger on the monkey's paw curls. Yeah. What if a white woman stole a Japanese woman's body and then the Japanese woman died? Now, see, she didn't steal it. No, no. <laughs> she did I don't want to put this on Betsy, the fictional person. This is not Betsy's fault. And in fact, <laughs> both both Betsy and Quanan did extremely have their agency and bodily autonomy violated. Um They deserved in, better. They deserve better. Um so that is like misogyny and then (laughs) there's also the incredible racism of being like well she's she's just she's just going to be in this body now and you don't necessarily know if you're reading it if they're not if you haven't like seen this backstory and they're not like talking about it like on panel if you see Psylocke you'd be like well it's like kind of unusual to have like an Asian woman named Betsy Braddock but it's obviously not impossible um so sure um and it's like I I know there were like fans who like probably said stuff about this and I'm sure there were like comics creators before 2018 who were like hey we really gotta like we gotta do something about this but the fact that nothing happened until and it's also i feel like it's like made worse by the fact that like psylocke has like betsy in quanon's body as psylocke has like a pretty sexualized costume um like you've got a sexy like you've got a very revealing costume on an asian woman who does martial arts mm-hmm. which is stereotypical in itself and then the just the added layer of this is a white woman who traded bodies and then the original woman's consciousness died yes um, the, um, the thing, the thing that happens with, uh, with Quanon, um, is that she, uh, comes back in Betsy's body, uh, calling herself Revanche, 
Um, and uh, she shows up, tells the X-Men that like she's actually the real Betsy and this woman is an imposter. Um, for which and is then probably for just, you know, spiral causing problems, which is probably why it's like <laughs> you both have Betsy's memories. Yeah. Um and just the X-Men sitting back watching like, pop just eating popcorn watching just just like yeah. no, I'm the real Betsy Brown. Yeah. Um it's also like it's it seems like it's somewhat implied that this is like a scheme by like her and her boss to like infiltrate the X-Men, but then it's also implied that like she genuinely doesn't really know which of her memories are real and she's trying to figure it out. Um and then um she gets the legacy virus and uh she asks uh Matsuo to kill her and he does. Um <laughs> she He's like, sure, okay. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care about was... you anyway. I just cared about your body, I guess. Apparently. Um she is back now. Um currently. I mean, it would be kind of messed up if like all of the X-Men get revived and then it's like except for this woman. Except for this yeah, except for this woman. Um But anyways, so uh Betsy while she is in this uh body as Psylocke, she is on the X-Men for a while. She also starts dating Warren, um, which we talked about last week. Um, they date, they break up for a little bit. Warren dates Paige Guthrie. Um, they do get back together several times, but, uh, she, uh, gets, uh, some new powers, um, she gets a, uh, magic Crimson Dawn power that lets her teleport through shadows, um. That's pretty cool. And also gives her, like, a, a red mark over one eye. Um, she, um, gets into a psychic battle with the Shadow King, um, who where... hasn't gotten into a psychic battle with the Shadow King? <laughs> Listen, we have all been there. Um, she uh, gets into a psychic battle with the Shadow King where she's able to, like, psychically trap him, but she's, like, Sisyphus, like, constantly f- focusing all... No, who's at- Atlas is who I'm thinking of. She's focusing all of her telepathy on keeping the Shadow King trapped, and if she stops for a second, then he'll escape and do Shadow King stuff again. Um, Jean steps in to help her. Yeah, I'm her. just like, there's multiple um, telepaths here. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a lot of them. Y'all can take turns. Um, yeah. Um, Jean steps in to help her, and they are able to, like, successfully contain him, but, like somehow in as a result um betsy's powers get flip-flopped and now she does not have telepathy but she does have telekinesis um but she's still 
she, yeah, she's still able to do her psychic knife. She just uses telekinesis to do it now. Sure. Um, I forgot to mention another thing about uh, Betsy's powers is that when she is using them, um, there's a little like pink glowy like butterfly effect around her eyes. Um, sort of like Karma's kind of like glowy geometric like halo. Um, it looks very nice. It's it's a nice effect. It's fun. Um, she uh dies for not that long um and comes back um it turns out that uh her brother jamie did like a bunch of weird stuff to bring her back to life um there's a there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that i hit in betsy's backstory that i'm like oh this is other world stuff i am not gonna understand it no matter how much i try um she um briefly goes back to her original body um because it gets uh resurrected by Madeline Pryor I think um and it's like she uh they like brain she gets brainwashed so much this poor woman they like brainwash her and move her consciousness into her like original resurrected body uh and then like after that she snaps back into Quanan's body when they like snap her out of the brainwashing and i don't know if she's like i think her original body is like damaged in the fight but i'm also like I feel like that would have been a good opportunity to just be like, hey, we'll, f we'll, we'll fix this, and then you can have your body back, and not this woman's body that's not yours. Um, let, yeah, give her back her body, maybe. Um, after this, she gets her telepathy back, and she also has telekinesis. Um... Briar's microphone went out completely here. Please enjoy Olivia talking to herself for a couple minutes. There's, uh, all of the extremely complicated stuff where, uh, war, they kill, they kill Apocalypse, and then it activates some sleeper protocol in Warren where he's gonna be the new Apocalypse. Um, and, uh, Betsy has to sort of kill Warren, and then it turns out that he is alive but has amnesia um oh yeah we've all we've all been there my guy um she um has kind of a thing with phantom x and also with a uh, cluster who is a female version of phantom x um and they do have a romantic relationship but it's also it's depicted it's like while betsy's in like an extremely low point in her life um so i don't know if i want to count that as like a representation win um my yeah um she but she she is she is but i think that's the first time that she is by on page but she is by and she is in a romantic relationship with a woman currently as of very recently which will 
Yeah, which we'll touch on in in a second. Um because there's a uh a bunch of a bunch of stuff happens. She uh there's the whole thing with all of the Warren clones. I think she maybe dates Cable briefly. Um uh what else is going on? Um she yes, so in 2018 um she gets her body back um during the uh Hunt for Wolverine storyline, um, following, uh, yeah, fo- the following death of Wolverine, and then it's like, oh, Wolverine's not actually dead, obviously, <laughs> it's Wolverine and it's comics, um, but, uh, Hunt for Wolverine, they need to go find Wolverine, um, and d- during that, she has a psychic battle with a vampire, um, and after the psychic battle, like, co- like, draws energy from all of these souls that this vampire has collected, and uses them to reform her original body. Um, so she's, she's back, she's in her original Betsy Braddock body, and Simultaneously, this also brings Quanin back to life in her body. So that wasn't even a Krakoa thing. That just happened. They just could have done this at any time. Um, so currently, Betsy is, uh, uh, on, well, she's not usually on Krakoa physically, but she's, part of the, you know, Krakoan group of X-Men, um, as the new Captain Britain. Um, Brian is still alive, uh, but he is no longer able to wield the Captain Britain power, and so he passes it, uh, to Betsy, and she, uh, is, you know, in her, uh, her original body with her great purple hair, um, and, and she gets she, to have a sword. She gets to have a sword. Um, and she is having uh, magic adventures on Otherworld with uh, Rogue and Gambit and Jubilee and Jubilee's son, who's a dragon, and uh, Richter and Shatterstar, um, and some other Otherworld people who I don't really know that well, and I don't really understand most of what's going on. She plays a big role in, um, X of Swords, because that's, there's, like, a huge Otherworld element to that, and I also didn't And also understand. swords. Yeah, there's swords. Um, didn't understand a lot of what she was doing there, but I was happy for her. Um, she's also, uh... In a relationship with, uh, Rachel Summers, um, who they've had, like, a little bit of a history together, and they have been kind of flirting during, like, Excalibur and Knights of X, and, uh, they kissed several months ago, um, and- Good for her. Which I think- I believe that was the first time, like, Rachel was revealed to not be straight, at least. Um, so, thrilled for both of them. Um, 
Quanon is also back as Psylocke and is on Krakoa and is uh, leading one of the X-Men squads. Um, she also, she has like, it's established that like Betsy has been uh, avoiding her <laughs> for like I mean, a lot of the- It's an extremely awkward situation. <laughs> it's a very awkward situation. Um, they eventually have like some kind of like psychic encounter when like Betsy is at like a very kind of low point. Um, and uh, Quanon is like, "Hey, I don't blame you for what happened. It wasn't your fault. Uh, we are probably always gonna have like a a weird connection between us, and we might as well figure out how to deal with it." Um, which is nice. It's a nice moment. I've, I'm a little torn on it because I think that's very, like, sweet. But I'm also like, she shouldn't have to. Like, you know, honestly, yeah. even if it's not Betsy's, like, Quanin was much more wronged here. Um, I think it would have been, like, within her rights to be like, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with this woman. <laughs> I know she, it's not her fault um it just feels a little it feels a little weird to be putting the burden of forgiveness on her um but also you know if i was quanon i don't know if i'd even want to be on Krakoa. i'd be like this my (laughs) life got fucked up so bad i am out of here i don't want to go do something else I'm going back to school. I'm taking up accounting. I don't know, man. Yeah, I just, I'm gonna have a freaking normal life after this. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm gonna open a small business. Yeah, um, so, yeah, it's, like, it's whack to me. Um, like, Betsy, see, Betsy as a character seems cool, like, from what I was reading in, like, Excalibur and stuff, which is really kind of the most I've been acquainted with her. Um, she seems like a, like, a very, like, cool character. Like, she's very, um, she's very driven and very heroic. She's, like, a little bit, like, hot-headed. She tends to, like, turn to, like, violence very quickly. Um, and I think that's, all of that is fun. Um, I just cannot believe that that went on for so long and that I didn't know about it for such (laughs) a long time. It's like, it's baffling to me. It's what, like, it's definitely not like the worst thing that's ever happened in comics. Um, but it's like, it's one of the wildest things to just like, continue happening for 30 years like even the even the completely whack bonkers new mutants thing where those two characters just get magically turned into native americans (laughs) and then they're just like that is like those were two pretty minor characters um this was like like psylocke was a very recognizable X-Man. Olivia Munn played her in one of the movies. <laughs> like, it is... It is wild. And, like, now now we're all, like, aware of it. There was, like, a recent, like, 
Deadpool issue, I think, where he, like, encounters Quanan as Psylocke and is, like, doing, like, a Deadpool thing where he's like, have we finally acknowledged how problematic this was? <laughs> it's like, thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Wade. Um, but, yeah, it is, uh... It's so, I'm sorry this was so much of the episode, it's just me saying how whack it was, but, like, I could not get over it when I found that out for the first time. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, um, very much looking forward to, uh, hopefully getting to know Betsy a little bit more, uh, in her actual body with her, uh, fun new girlfriend, Rachel Summers, and, uh, I also hope Quanan is doing okay after everything. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, um, that, that's my, that's my B- Betsy Braddock story. Um, I did not read any comics this past week, I don't think. Um, you, I'm also assuming, did not because you were very busy. <laughs> I was extremely busy. Um, I went to convention. I wore fun costume. I bought fun merchandise. I saw a Hawkeye cosplayer, which was very nice. Oh, um, yes. It was fun because I was like, oh, I love your Hawkeye cosplay. Like, just Matt Fraction, chef's kiss. Um, they were like, yeah, thanks. Did you want a picture? And I'm like, oh, right. Yes, that's a thing that people do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Figuring it out. Yes, yes, please. I always forget about that. So now there's a picture of fucking Dave Strider with Matt Fraction Hawkeye. Buck wild all around. I love conventions. <laughs> um, amazing. I'm, oh, the iPad. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up quick before my iPad dies, I guess. Um, yes. I, I don't think there was anything else I had to mention. Um, so, uh, thank, uh, thank you all for listening. If you want to keep up with us, you can find us online, um, on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, at Capes and Japes. You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com if you are so inclined. Um, We have a uh, Discord server if you want to join us on there. Um, You know, uh, you can see some of of Briar's cosplay pictures, among other things. Um, If uh, we have a Patreon, if you are able and willing to support us there, you can get uh, bonus episodes, watch things with us, help us pick what we talk about, as patron of the show Sam did when he was like, you guys should do Psylocke. It's like, okay. No, I was excited. Like, I wanted to talk about Psylocke. It's just, like, a lot. It's like, um, it's like you're right. We should do Psylocke. We've been putting her off for too long. We've been really, you know, rotating this. Um, yes, uh, if you can't support us on Patreon, but you want to support the show, you could leave a rating and review, uh, tell a friend if you think they might want to hear this completely, completely whack story. <laughs> um, and also, uh, just, just coming back and joining us is very much appreciated. 
as you have done once again today. So thank you for being with us on this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Oh, made it. One percent on the battery.